0: Welcome to another place in time where. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host, Rob Riches.
1: And I'm your other host, Cheryl Riches.
0: Wow, you sound so loud and clear.
1: <laughs> On my new blue snowball.
0: <laughs> hey, you got it right this time. <laughs> I did. We practiced a little bit before because she kept calling it her ice cream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, an ice cream. I guess it looks like a snowball.
0: Uh, her kids thought that she needed a new microphone. She wasn't coming through very clear or not, so... Here we go. We're trying out some new techie stuff.
1: Yeah, new toys.
0: So here we are, episode 10.
1: 10. Who'd have thunk, huh?
0: Why is 10 such a big number?
1: I don't know. It's the whole Roman numeral system, I guess. I don't don't know. know. Like,
0: I went through this and I was like, why are things so exciting on number 10, right? Like, the first part of your life is like 5, 10. You know, you, you, when you hit five, you're not, a, you become a toddler, right? You're not yes. an infant. And then you hit 10, this, you know, and everybody celebrates a big 10 birthday and then 13 because you're Cause a it's, teenager. It's double
1: digits. You add a, a whole nother digit. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, but you don't, when you get into your 30s, 40s and 50s.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have no answer for that. But that's
0: what they do, right? I mean, 13, 16, 18, 19, I get in Canada, 21 if you're in the States, even 21 in Canada, because now you're legal to drink and party everywhere. And you head to Vegas and all this stuff. But yeah, I just don't get this done. You celebrate, then everything goes for a shit till you're 30, then 40, (laughs) 50. You know, and I get the 60 because, you know, between 50 and 60, someone there, people are starting to get into retirement or whatever, but. I just never, just didn't know if you had no why. I tried to Google it, but there wasn't really any good reason. There was, uh, you know, there's, there, there's different things to celebrate it, but there was no real reason. But everybody's like, you made it to 10. Everybody was yeah. out there like, hey, your 10th your episode's <laughs> coming. We're pretty excited. And I'm like, yeah. It's- well,
1: I will tell you that this episode, I've been saving this story until the 10th only because I felt like this story that I'm going to do today deserves a little justice and I I thought by the 10th episode I could maybe give it maybe just a little bit more justice than I could at the beginning. So that's why I saved this one.
0: Well that's good. I uh yeah I'm just doing my regular stuff. So yeah. if you are expecting <laughs> yeah. anything different from me. I'm just gonna chirp my <laughs> wife, sleep on the couch later tonight and tell you my <laughs> stories. That's all I'm gonna do. Um I do want to Hey, UK's up. Their numbers are up in UK.
1: They are. Thanks for joining us, UK.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, we appreciate everybody that comes, but it's kind of cool watching new people to come up and numbers go up a little bit. So if you're listening to us, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Thanks for sticking around past episode one and two. They're the worst. And we
1: got our first listener story.
0: Oh, yes. We
1: did. I got an email. I was pretty excited. And
0: Cheryl's so stoked, but she yeah. didn't want to do it for this episode because she's still debating back and forth. And then she was going to share it with me. And I'm like, you can't share this with me. And she's I'm like, going
1: gonna, gonna to add it to next week's episode. I'm not going to do it this week, but I am going to definitely add it as a listener story for next week.
0: All right. Um, I won't because none of my listeners are alive.
1: i guess they could do near misses but then they're technically survivors
0: that's right so look at you you get the (laughs) whole section to yourself if you would like me to read one to help you out if they start getting more and more i will help read all right but if if i'm telling a story about anybody it's probably because i got a ouija board out
1: Yeah, we probably shouldn't get into that. We don't want to be welcoming that kind of thing into our house. <laughs> <It's laughs> we already live in a... Like, the house was built in 1890. It's already probably haunted. We don't need to invite more.
0: <laughs> well, especially since you say there's a murder scarecrow that lives in our yeah. barn. <laughs> so... That tells you how, how much we are country hicks, guys. We actually have barns, and my wife believes there's a murder scarecrow that lives in it.
1: No, I don't I don't believe it. It's just <laughs> creepy when the lights get left on at night, and I'm not going in there in the case, in the small chance that there may be a murder scarecrow in there waiting for me.
0: But um, I know we have some Australia um, listeners out there, too. You might be interested. My wife also thought that we had a dingo in our backyard. <laughs> and she got scared of that as well i get
1: scared i I thought it was interesting i was wondering where the dingo came from
0: yeah it it, was a german shepherd with big ears
1: (laughs) it was cute once i got to know it (laughs) it's the puppy next door so
0: i'm gonna go with no murder scarecrow and no dingoes so you got your story i do you got your drink
1: i do i'm not entirely pleased with it but i thought i'd try something new and see this
0: is why you should let me get the uh, wine you do
1: pick better wine for me you don't drink you don't drink wine ever like ever ever but you usually pick better wine than i pick
0: yeah there's a little technique that i use but i'm not going to tell you my secret
1: you pick the labels with the animals
0: yeah the cool labels <laughs> go with cool labels. Yeah. yeah, that label, I would have never, that looks like an old lady, an old lady label. And if well, I looked at that, I'd be like, yeah, no, she'll get mad at me and think that I think she's an old lady. I get like cool retro yeah. ones and ravens on them and birds.
1: I won't and... mention what this is, but not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah?
0: Okay. But you still have a drink. I do. You're going to be able to make it through? I am. Okay. Don't melt that new snowball with all you're talking.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was such a corny <laughs> so, yeah. joke, corny joke.
0: And you're going to leave that in, aren't you? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay it can't
1: be any worse than your dad jokes whoa
0: <laughs> easy easy shots fired you yeah. you're just trying to make yourself the favorite host <laughs> i don't know if i chirp him a little bit maybe i'll be the favorite it won't happen
1: we'll see uh, yeah we'll see.
0: whatever so anyways you got your story i do got your drink i do let her rip potato chip
1: okay i'm gonna be talking about mary vincent this week And I know I've told you this story before. You might not remember her name, but I remember telling you this story before because the first time I heard it, I was like completely blown away. But maybe you guys haven't, so we'll find out.
0: So I've heard this story?
1: You have, yeah. You'll might, you maybe remember it once I start telling it.
0: What was the name again? Because I was already not listening.
1: Mary Vincent. So Mary grew up in Las Vegas, and both of her parents worked for a casino. Her mother was a dealer, and her father repaired slot machines. She was a talented dancer, and she was to be the lead dancer at the Lido de Paris in Las Vegas. She had a good shot at having a serious dancing career ahead of her. In 1978, she was 15 years old, and her parents were going through a nasty divorce. She was tired of all the fighting and bickering and decided that she was going to go spend some time with her grandfather in California. He lived, like, right outside of L.A., So in 1978, it was pretty commonplace to go hitchhiking, right? Like it wasn't, people didn't think twice about it. People hitchhiked all across. You're not asking
0: me, right? Because I wasn't around in 78.
1: You most certainly were. (laughs) Liar. I was not hitchhiking. (laughs) You weren't hitchhiking. But yeah, it was pretty commonplace. People did it all the time.
0: Actually, did I ever tell I actually hitchhiked um, quite a bit to get from Brownsville to Tilsonburg.
1: No, I don't think you've ever told me that.
0: Oh, yeah, I got hitchhiked. Yeah, you just get picked up and stuff.
1: Well, I mean, you're six
0: foot four, so. I wasn't then. (laughs) Do you think I came out this size? Everybody always goes, well, you were six foot four. I wasn't six foot four at 12.
1: You were hitchhiking at 12 years old? Well, yeah, I had to get to town. What did your parents say?
0: Oh, yeah, they listened to this. I wasn't hitchhiking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got, uh, actually, I got, well, what happened? The one time we, a couple times we hitchhiked, one time my tire blew on my bike because we were riding in the town and somebody picked me up. They didn't really say anything. It's like you said, it we, did, we didn't it think about it, no, it back then. No, it's true. It was we like, didn't. oh, was... friendly neighbor, pick you up. Yeah. It, it's like true. I remember the lady actually picked me up with my bike. She drove me to school and I got on the bus and went home. And then my parents actually went back to their place and introduced themselves and got my bike from her place because she took it back to her house.
1: Yeah. Like it was, I
0: mean, not that the there things wasn't, but it's it just. would never yeah. in
1: a million years consider now. Like, no. Well, every child has a cell phone in their pocket to call their parents if they run into trouble now, too, right? So,
0: Yeah, I didn't have one of those.
1: No. Anyways.
0: Yes, yeah, sorry. We've, we've got okay. way okay. off your story. Yeah. Las Vegas, headed to yeah. California, going to yeah, hitchhike.
1: Yeah. She's hitchhiking. Parents it's are divorced. Got it. Um. So on the morning of September 29th, she's made it to Berkeley, California. And. During this time she's kind of hanging out with two other hitchhikers that they she didn't know them but they I guess they kind of banded together and they were traveling together because they were going in the same direction safety and numbers that kind of thing. Um so they're out that morning and they're hitchhiking and this blue van pulls over. And he comes up and he says, "Well, it, inside there's this 51-year-old man and he his name is Lawrence Singleton." So he pulls over and he says, "Well, to Mary, I have room for you, but I don't have room for the other two guys. And the other two guys are looking at this, like, big empty van going, Mary, I don't... Definitely makes sense. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They're, Obviously. They're not s- room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're going, I don't think that you should go with this guy. Like, that. that's not right. That's kind of creepy. But she's been traveling and uh, probably not sleeping well. Who knows where she's been sleeping this t- during this time getting there, right? So she's just exhausted. And Singleton eased her mind by telling her that he had a daughter around her age and that he was actually heading to Reno, but he'd make changes to his course and take her all the way to L.A. So she accepted the ride. But what Lauren, what uh, Mary didn't know was that Lawrence had, was recently divorced from his second wife because of his bad temper and misogyny. And his relationship with his daughter was strained because they'd gotten into a huge fight earlier that year and they hadn't spoke since. And this guy was just generally a huge douchebag. But obviously she didn't know that, right? So she gets in the van and shortly after she gets in, she lights up a cigarette and she sneezes. And then he starts to get like weird right away because after she sneezes, he reaches over and touches her neck and says, are you sick? Like creepy AF. So she kind of like scoots over as far as she can to get out of his reach and puts her head on the window and falls asleep because she's exhausted. That's the whole reason she got into the van with him in the first place.
0: So she's sitting in the front seat. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't think to look behind her and go, why don't you have room for the other two?
1: I, yeah, I don't know that. I, I wonder if he was just like, I don't know if there were seats back there. I don't know what was going on in the back. Maybe he said, I don't have seat belts. I don't, from the story, I don't think there were seats back there. So I don't know, maybe that was, there was more things that he said, but in this story, they just said that he didn't have room. Um, anyways, she falls asleep. And then when she wakes up, she realizes that they've gone off course and they're actually headed back in the direction of Nevada. So she gets super angry and she's scared and she's looking around the van and finds a sharp stick and she points the stick at Singleton and demands that he turns the van away and takes her back in the direction of his destination. And at this point, Singleton completely gaslights her and tells her calmly that he's an honest man. He would never do anything to put her in harm's way. And he made a mistake and had gotten turned around and like settled down. So now she feels like she got all upset for nothing because he does turn the van around and goes in the opposite direction. So she feels bad for threatening him. And shortly after, Singleton pulls over because he says he has to pee. So he gets out and then Mary decides that she's going to get out and stretch her legs at the same time. Because they're stopped at the side of the road. She bends over to tie up her shoelace. And Singleton hits her in the back of the head with his fist and a hammer.
0: And a hammer? A hammer. Yeah. A fist and a hammer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He drags her into the back of the van and he rapes her. He-
0: of course. Because this is what you always got to do. <laughs> Why?
1: It, it, I can't help it. That's where these stories usually go. Like, this is where
0: monsters go. Can't you do a story like Rambo where he survived falling off a cliff and hurt his shoulder or something?
1: Well, that wouldn't be very interesting. Well,
0: I'm just getting a little tired of these ones. (laughs)
1: Um, He tells her not to scream or he'll kill her. And then when he's done, he ties her hands behind her back and he leaves her in the back of the van and starts driving around. Eventually, he stops the van again. And he comes around to the back and he cuts her hands free. And he's got this like plastic jug full of some kind of random like liquid. And he tells her to drink it. And it's some kind of alcohol. She doesn't know what it is. I'm thinking moonshine if it's in a plastic jug. It's strong enough that it gets her really dizzy and confused. So probably moonshine.
0: Could even be like a rubbing alcohol or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Whatever it is, it ain't good. Um, and then he repeatedly and brutally rapes her some more until she passes out. When she regains consciousness, he pulls her out of the van and orders her to lie on the side of the road. And the whole time she's begging for him to set her free. And he says, you want to be free? I'll set you free and goes into the back of the van to find something and he comes back with an axe. This is where you might start to remember this story. He holds on to Mary's right arm and chops it off right below the elbow. She realizes, obviously, that she's in a whole lot of trouble right now. So with her left—that's
0: where she realizes she's in a <laughs> well, whole lot of hope.
1: You know what I? I this is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the raping, yeah. the beating, yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. Maybe I'm in trouble. Yeah. Nope, lose the arm.
1: Yeah, well, with rape, I mean it's. Probably one of the most terrible things that could ever happen to a woman. But then there's always that hope. Okay, he's done. Maybe he's gonna leave me alone, and then go, I'll go my way. He goes his way, and we'll try to figure my life out after this, right? But now he's chopped off her arm.
0: I guess if you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah okay. Arms so, on.
1: Yeah. So she grabs onto him with her left arm that's left, and she's trying to fight back, and she's gripping on to him so hard with her hand that she and. But she starts to fall backwards and she can't figure out for a second why, she, if she's holding on so tightly, how is she falling backwards until she sees him like shake his arm to get her hand unclenched because it's attached to him, but not attached to her anymore, but it's still clenching on to his arm. So she's like, he's like trying to shake her hand off of him.
0: So he's cut her other arm.
1: He's off. cut her other arm off. Uh, yeah. Um, then... So in total, it took five times before he had hacked both of her arms off. Like, he hit her five times with an axe. And at this point, they're at the top of a really steep embankment. And he shoves her down the embankment. But he goes down there with her. And at the bottom, he shoves her into, like, one of those concrete culverts. And says, there, now you're free. Such a fucking monster. Like, I I can't even wrap my head around this.
0: Well, that's probably a good thing because if you could wrap your head around it, that'd be a little scary. If you could justify why anybody would do that there's something wrong with you. Well, you know, maybe he was just lonely. He was going through a hard time. Oh my God. You can't justify it.
1: She is so badass. She is so badass that she is at the bottom. She's in this culvert. She's naked and she's bleeding. She's lost consciousness. But when she wakes up, she's like,
0: I'm, I'm surprised th- she hasn't bled to death.
1: Well, that was her first thought. I'm going to bleed to death.
0: Well, that's my first thought.
1: So she takes her stumps and she shoves them into some mud to stop the bleeding. And now she's got to get up this, this embankment. And I think it was 30 feet. Like it was this steep embankment and she's got to get up and it's nighttime and she can't grab onto anything to steady herself or like pull her or anything. Like, so it takes her all night to get up naked Bleeding, handless, to the top of the, uh, to the top of the highway there, where it, she st- she got her hands straight in the air. She says, "quote," so her muscles and blood don't fall out of her arms. And then this red Corvette drives past, and there's two guys in this. Um, sorry, I said Corvette; it was convertible. Um, they take one look at her, they slow down, they take one look at her, and then they just speed away. Are you kidding me? No, and. I've tried, I can't, I've tried to wonder why a few times, why would they do that? Were they scared? Did they think they were in a horror movie? Like, I, I can't figure it
0: out. Like, Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, if you're driving down the road and then all of a sudden you see this, you, yeah, I guess, I mean, but still, I, I don't know. I think I'd still be stopping. Or I, think, like, I would hope that if, I would. Even
1: if they sped away at first and then went, what did we just see? We have to go back, right? Like, yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know. So she walks another three miles like this with her hands in the air. And then another young couple find her. Um, They wrap her in blankets and they're in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phones. It's 1978. So they know that they have to get her some help and they drive her to the closest place where they can possibly get help, which happened to be the airport in the area. And once they got to the airport, they called her an ambulance. So she survives she gets to the hospital and she spends a month in the hospital. So the theory is that he cut her arms off because he shoved her in the culvert and he figured that she was going to die there. And he cut her arms off so that they couldn't identify her with the fingerprints. Um, the police come to the hospital and Mary is able to give such a detailed specific description of her attacker, that when the police sketch was released, Lawrence's neighbor immediately recognized him and called the police. When they pick up Singleton, he claims that he picked up Mary, and after that he had picked up two more hitchhikers named Larry and Pedro. I just want to remind you that this guy's name is Lawrence, and one of the guys that he makes up is named Larry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) how creative is that, right? He said that they were stopped at a bar, smoked some weed, and they all paid Mary to have sex with her. And then after that, she, he passed out. And when he woke up, he saw that Mary's clothes were still in the van, but she was no longer there. When the police searched Singleton's home, they found Mary's cigarettes and remnants of her burnt clothing. Mary had to go to court to testify against him. And he was convicted of kidnapping, attempted murder, and rape. He was given the maximum sentence allowable at that time. Guess how many years that was? Fifteen. It was fourteen years.
0: Oh, I was close.
1: Fourteen years because Not that she, I'm
0: proud of that. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just like that it was close. Fourteen
1: years. I thought
0: California had a death penalty. This
1: is 1978, and yeah, she, I didn't, they had the death she didn't penalty. die. She didn't die. She wasn't murdered.
0: Oh, I guess.
1: And they didn't consider rape to be that serious of a crime back then. As he passed Mary in the courtroom, he quietly whispered to her, "I'll finish the job if it takes the rest of my life."
0: And nobody heard that. He he whispered it so lightly while people are walking yeah. him out that nobody else heard that.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't Come know. On. I don't know. But Mary heard it. After the trial, there is this like uh, circus, this media circus, and Mary's traumatized. Like I Do can't you think right. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. She's traumatized, and she's got this media circus hounding her all the time. So she goes into hiding, where she can try to kind of emotionally heal. How long do you think he served in prison?
0: Well, since you're asking me that way, I'm going to say it wasn't very long. You, what is it? They say that it's about one third of your sentence. So 14. So I'm going to say four years.
1: No, it was eight years and four months when they released him on parole because he had been a model prisoner. Of course the people of California were not going to have it.
0: <laughs> why did they even give him like parole? Like I don't even know how they gave like nowadays it's like 14 years, no chance of parole and stuff. Yeah. Like, why would I don't, he even... I
1: don't, it was, it was so backwards. I, I think we're starting to make changes, but it was so backwards in the seventies for sex crimes. Um, all these little towns. They, so they, were, they said, okay, well, we're gonna release him here. And this town went, no, you're not. And there were like riots and protests and all kinds of things going down. So they went to the next town and said, okay, we won't put you there. And they went to the next town and same thing until they had gone through so many towns that there was nowhere else for them to place him to do his parole. So eventually they had to put a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin and he spent his parole in the trailer of the on the jail grounds where he had a curfew and he was always under the surveillance of guards there. So that was the only... And they like if they had to put him somewhere else, he probably would have died. Somebody in the town. Maybe city. they should have put him somewhere <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's true. Wasn't it Rodriguez, Rodriguez that they chased down the street?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, who was that?
0: Was that Son of Sam? Or... Yeah.
1: No, it wasn't Son of Sam. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Son of Sam.
0: Isn't Richard? I don't know. Richard
1: Richard Rodriguez, yeah, that's yeah, who it was. I, I think that he, was the son of yeah. Sam, but
0: regardless if it wasn't, whoever it was, yeah. they took care of yeah,
1: him. Yeah, they sure did. Um When Singleton's daughter found out that he was being released also, I forgot to tell you this. She begged for them to keep him in jail. She started telling them, I don't know a whole lot of the stories about what he did to her, but I imagine it was not good. But she begged them to keep him there longer if they could. And obviously they couldn't, like, they had to follow the law or whatever. So uh, she, also, she also went into hiding because she was afraid of him tracking her down. Richard Ramirez, that was his name.
0: Right in the middle of your story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so eventually he finishes per- his parole and he's free to live anywhere. They can't stop him from moving anywhere.
0: But And that he, wasn't the son of Sam.
1: No, who was it richard ramirez
0: i don't know because i put in son of sam which was david david berkowitz
1: oh right so
0: you can continue on with your story i'll find out what he was (laughs) okay
1: rather than deal with all the angry mobs in california he moved back to his home state of florida because there's lots of sane normal things going on there all the time (laughs) um in 1997 Singleton brought a young sex worker named Roxanne Hayes home. And he attacks her. Surprise, surprise. He wasn't all better. They didn't cure him with his eight-year jail sentence.
0: Really? That's surprising. Yeah. And just for an update, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. That's it. Yes. Um, Sorry if you're following along and we're jumping through serial (laughs) killers and we're naming them off like we know everything. No, no, it wasn't this guy that did it. It was this guy. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of follow a little bit on this. Uh, we listen to a lot of other podcasts for yeah. true crime, so yeah. But um, yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yep. <laughs> okay. So now we know that son of Sam was David. David, and we know that Richard Ramirez was the night stalker, right? And we know that this guy is a piece of crap.
1: This guy is a huge piece of crap. So he, should he brings, be along with him. He brings this young sex worker home, and he attacks her. And the neighbors hear the disturbance, and they call the police. When the police arrive. They found Singleton covered in blood, and they found Roxanne, who was a mother
0: of three. Hold on a second. Sorry. How did he... Where was he? He was still in his uh, trailer?
1: No, he, he had moved to Florida at this Oh, point
0: sorry. Then. Okay. Yeah. I missed that part. I think yeah. I was uh, facts checking. I think you were, too. Sorry.
1: Um, he'd stabbed her multiple times in the torso, and she was dead. So when he had to go to the trial for Roxanne, Mary Vincent went to testify against him because she was like, no, you're not getting away with this one, right? So she goes to... The court and she tells the court her whole story and the jury takes four hours to reach a guilty ver- guilty verdict and then this time singleton was given the death penalty in 2001 lauren singleton died of cancer while he was on death row Oh,
0: of course so they didn't get the... right right what takes so long for that
1: i don't know but it seems like when people are monsters like it always seems that they die of cancer. It's like the cancer...
0: I don't even care about the cancer. It seems like they sit on death row forever oh, yeah. and they don't do anything yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, it's because there's so many appeals and there's so many things that can go. Oh. Anyways, he's dead. Brr. Yes.
0: That's all I got to say about yeah. that, everybody. Brr.
1: Mary Vincent is now a role model to people all over the world. Like I've seen... I don't know how many tattoos I've seen of her when, while I was scrolling through this. There's so many people that just look up to her and, and she's uh, actually... Um motivational speaker now. She struggled with depression and PTSD for a long time, but she's now mother of two and an artist. She has these like hooks in, instead of hands, obviously. She, but she's a successful artist and she's fighting to get laws changed. I think a lot of laws did change because of her case. So at least there's a little bit. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible thing. There was a murder and. Mary had to live with all of this, but at least she got some things changed in the court system.
0: Yeah, but doesn't it show you what you have to go through to get some things changed? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous that we have to, and I get that some of the, you think that when you make a law, it it encumbers all of this, but then you've always got that one lawyer out there and whether he's smart or not or whatever, you know, you want to call him slime, whatever you name me. I, I, I know people go, oh, they're slimy, you know, they're, they're smart. They're, they're using what's out there and what's given to them. And I get it. But yeah, then you all of a sudden you have to go, Well now I have to add this onto it and I have to add that yeah. onto it and I have to add that. Yeah, onto, yeah right? they find so, the loopholes.
1: So right. So any, good
0: for good for her for yeah. uh sticking with it and getting things changed and, and living through all this and still moving on with her life. A lot of people I mean, I guess that's why you tell these stories, but a lot of people would commit suicide or something. Oh
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. So you
0: never know with um if uh if they're gonna make it or not. So that's awesome. Um Sorry, go on. You got more?
1: Nope, that's it. That's my story of Mary Vincent.
0: So you've booked her for uh, to come on the podcast, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> I, no, I don't no. think she'll be seeing us anytime soon. I think she tries to avoid... I think Oprah tried to get her at one point, and she didn't want anything to yeah, do. say. but we're... Yeah. we're look,
0: <laughs> this is D-O-S-P, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is bigger than Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> 6% of our listeners are in the U.K. <laughs> <laughs> um no that's awesome that she's yeah. doing motivational speaking and stuff like that so yeah that's yeah, your story
1: that is my story that's one that will always stick with me no matter how long i live
0: yeah 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 it, it, it's amazing what some people go through and and survive right like i honestly when i like you, you would think she would like, you hear people oh they lose their arm and they bleed out before they get to the hospital right, or, yeah. or people slit their wrists and, and they commit suicide yep. and here's her limbs and she crawls up like it's almost it, it's almost like some kind of whether you believe in god or or divine yeah. intervention something, was, something something was taken care something of something was taken care or or something or just yeah it's just amazing that you know like i said like you watch i watch a ton of horror movies right and you see the blood squirt out and i know it's movies but yeah. you know i've also seen well people, i'm
1: sure there's some major arteries in your arms well
0: yeah absolutely that's why they tell you to cut your slit your yeah. wrists and stuff yeah. right to hit the major arteries yeah. so yeah so good on her good story yeah, yeah. Not bad how to start off uh, episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at episode 10, getting new listeners from everywhere. So that's kind of cool. We were at, what, 450 or 460 hey, listeners? Last
1: time I checked, we were almost at 470.
0: Nice. So our goal is 1,000 for April. So we're getting up there fairly yeah. quickly. So thank you. Thank you for everybody. So how should I start exciting number 10 episode? You tell me. I don't know. I have no idea. I told you. I'm just going to You're lost kind of go. in your
1: paper. Are you just, are you waiting for me to fill in some airspace? For no, I'm, okay. a, I'm
0: good. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. So uh, since this is what everybody celebrates, I've decided that I'm going to, I'm going to start my stuff. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do number 10 with some fireworks.
1: Fireworks. Some
0: explosions. Oh, good. Good. Some good stuff. So. Pew. What was <laughs> that? That
1: was my fireworks. <laughs>
0: We're buying a sound effect board. That's what we're getting. If that's your fireworks, <laughs> it's such okay. We need one with fireworks and we need one with a gong. Okay, we got to find these things because if that's our firework, and you're gonna really want a gong for this dad joke. Okay. Anyways, uh, so we're gonna travel to Russia for my story.
1: Okay. So cool. a young
0: uh, a young Johnny in Russia somehow got his hands on a grenade.
1: That's not a firework
0: an explosion i said okay okay how do you get your hands on a grenade you might ask and it's actually not that hard what there's a place in texas where you can go and buy grenades what yeah but the the, the but the big butt, there is you have to de- um set them off there whatever you call that detonate oh. them at their facility but you can go in there you can even get a grenade launcher
1: and like my- that would be so cool to do.
0: Right? In at, Texas. At their
1: facility. I'm yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but yeah, yeah. so they take you, know, I guess they have a big bunker or something like that. And it's all, you know, sanctioned and stuff yeah. like that, but you can go and buy so many grenades and you can go out there and you can do a grenade launcher. And if you have like an old washing machine that you don't want or something like yeah. that, you can set it up or you can take that and do experiments and watch them blow up and all that stuff because that's the what we The States
1: need. has so many cool things. We don't get to throw grenades. Well,
0: yeah, I couldn't find anything where <laughs> yeah. we could, but I mean, it is, but then we're also training people on how to throw grenades and why, and uh, I yeah. mean, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you could have um, done it. And believe it or not, other people have bought them at antique shops and antique shops, didn't know that they were live. They just saw them in there and thought well, they were.
1: I know that some people have found them in like their grandparents' attics and they're not sure and yeah I, you always once in a while you'll hear this crazy story about a grenade going off because they didn't know it was live in their attic or something
0: yeah and then you got um now this big thing um i got some friends out here that are doing it but they do that magnet fishing yes and they throw the magnets in and they're pulling stuff out and i've watched a couple of videos now where people have found guns and wow. and everything else and the thing so if you find any of this stuff call the police do not touch it yes. leave it on the ground yes Get an expert to look at it. I mean, if you want it back because it, it was in your grandfather's box, that's fine, I'm sure. But get somebody to look at it because really bad things could happen. Anyways, back to Russia. Okay. Johnny did what all young people did when they find a grenade.
1: And that is handed into the police.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. He said, whoa, this looks dangerous. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to take selfies with it.
1: No. Oh, yes. Selfies kill. Selfies kill. (laughs) You know what?
0: I have watched several Darwin stuff just on people dying doing selfies. Wow. Yeah. Like it's... Like one, somebody's by a waterfall trying to do a selfie, but they didn't want their glasses on. So they took their glasses off and they're doing a selfie. Then they couldn't find their glasses and they fell off the cliff trying oh to find their god. glasses. Oh god! Well, it's... you just
1: told us last week or the week before about the geyser, the guy was trying to get a selfie.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. 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 Trying to get in there and then yeah. he decides to get eaten by acid. But anyways, I digress. We're going back. So yes, he did. He tried to get selfies. But what do you want from your selfies? You want them to go viral. Yes. You, want, you want exciting ones, right? Yes. Well, how do you make it? I mean, you got a grenade in your hand. How do you make it more exciting?
1: Did he set it off?
0: You pull the pin. <sighs> oh. You pull the pin because he didn't think that if you pulled the pin and kept it in your hand, it would go off.
1: I didn't think it would either. Yeah, it will. Oh. Yes. I thought that was like, isn't that the premise in so many action movies where you got to keep that <laughs> trigger yeah. down so that it doesn't go off?
0: Okay action movie, Yes, Thanos doesn't yeah. exist, honey. Okay. There's not a raccoon saying. flying around. I'm just <laughs> saying. Stealing prosthetic arms. <laughs> okay. But yes, you're right. A lot of them say, oh, put the pin back. In. If you put the pin back in, I guess you're okay. But if once the pins out, I guess this one, I don't know. Maybe it's a different style too. I didn't right. look into what style, but they said he pulled the pin. He didn't realize that by pulling the pin that it would still detonate. so he was on there. And they thought at first, like, and I went to check on a couple of things because, you know, suicide or whatever, pulling yeah. the pin. But, no, he was pulling the pin, and he had sent out a couple texts saying messages when guys had said something to him, right? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to put the pin back in. But apparently he couldn't get the pin back in. Grenade goes Damn. off, and it split him in half.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah, so, at, you know, so, like I said. So, I
1: wonder if there was any moment where he was like, shit. Or if he just thought he had it under control the whole time.
0: I don't know, but instead of getting a whole lot of likes, he got himself a nice Darwin award.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to see how many people have died because of hand grenades, and I probably should have been maybe a little bit more specific, obviously, because of of wars wars and everything that, but how many do you think?
1: Okay, this is total wars in... in...
0: Yeah, how many people died? 6,000. I don't know, because there was 170 pages what? Full of names that had died from hand grenades. Yeah, it was... And like you said, when you when they had the names up there and you could hover over them, it would tell yeah. you where they died. And a lot of them were, were army. But yeah, when I went and looked at the one page, it said there was 170. It had 170 pages of names after names after wow. names. Like it started to get... Like it was just sad so i'm like whatever there was 170 you want to go check it out
1: that would get depressing. google
0: how many people have died from hand grenades and it should come up and say 170 pages and it will give you everybody's name alphabetically wow and there was a ton of people so yeah um a lot of those people trying to get us our freedoms and stuff that we enjoy and stuff right and then you know take the darwins out of these guys are out there fighting for. so yeah after after watching uh or looking at several names and always coming up military 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 yeah. and just had to stop yeah, it that's, wasn't right. That's so
1: depressing.
0: uh so yeah so that's uh i don't know why we need to make like i don't know why like, i guess that's what we do as humans right let's make something that kills somebody else right and
1: then make something bigger that kills even yeah, more. yeah you know like
0: <laughs> we started off with that but i i mean and i don't understand it because i have a whole podcast of how people kill themselves stupidly so i mean all we have to do is take some labels off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we're gonna make these let bombs them, let yeah. them
1: sort themselves out yeah, isn't that, that joke
0: that yeah. while you uh you just do that so well for our next story it's number 10 so let's go party
1: like it's 1999
0: i don't know what year it was but let's go party <laughs> okay so we're going to a party okay how many times can i say party before you get mad <laughs> okay we're there <laughs> uh yeah so we're heading off too so johnny is at a party and he's having a great time drinking and socializing and it's a blast like all great parties though they come to an end and how do parties come to an end
1: with the cops being called
0: okay well your parties were yeah that's that's one way i kind of went a little low-key i forgot that you're from hamilton and i forgot who your brothers were so okay yes yours always ended with the police mine however did not always end that way sometimes we just went it's over good night you know yeah. you yeah. know maybe you push somebody out of a hot tub and break their ribs oh. <laughs> i don't I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know maybe sometimes. that's how you end a party yeah. i don't know yeah. but somebody else out there does <laughs> <laughs> anyways um yeah so you're uh you know it's either you're it's getting late saying your ride is leaving or you you get in a fight with somebody or you run out of drinks or a combination of all these things you know what i mean or you're so drunk that you know you you, uh, you start falling down a hill vomiting and stuff and and rolling and projectile puke coming out and you have to be sent home i don't know i mean there, these are things that i've seen maybe out there that could happen that might be the why you end drinking in Johnny's case, his party started to end because he had gone, he, he was starting to run out of drinks. The drinks were all starting to go the, the thing was drinking. So what do you think the best thing to do if you run out of drinks, but you want to keep partying, uh, go to the store and get more drinks. Oh, no, you rummage through the guy's fridge that you have no idea what's in there. And you grab a jar that looks like it might have moonshine or whatever in it. And you take a big gulp of it. And when you take the big gulp of it, you find out it's gas. No, why did he have gas in his fridge in the jar? I don't know. So I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I don't know why he had it in the fridge. I'm going to assume it's sort of like us. We have our beer fridge out in the garage. Right. Maybe he, I don't know why he had gas in the fridge. Okay. I, mean, I You know what? I can't even justify it. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to justify it. I knew this question was going to come up. And I, all I can think of is, I don't know, he was doing something with engines and this fridge was in the garage. Cause it doesn't say where the fridge was. It wasn't like he went into his kitchen. They don't say that. They say he went into his fridge. I'm going to go with the garage. And and he...
1: wouldn't you smell that? Like you're going to go well, take a big uh, guzzle of something. And he's drunk, it. right? Whatever. He must be really drunk.
0: Yeah. So anyways, so yeah, he uh, took the big gulp of it and everything like that. Now, if he would have just stopped there, because he took the big gulp of it and he spit it out right away, right? So he spits yeah. it out everywhere.
1: Okay, so he does realize that. yeah,
0: he realize oh yeah, he doesn't drink it and keep drinking it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he takes a big gulp of it and he's like spits it all out everywhere. I was about to like,
1: yo dude, why do you have gas in a jar in your fridge? <laughs> no,
0: instead he wipes it off his you know, his mouth and like that and spits or whatever and whatever and does the most logical thing in the world.
1: He lights up a cigarette. You got her. No, yes, so
0: he lights up the cigarette. The fumes are still in his mouth. No. So he lights the cigarette. The fumes come out of his mouth. It goes into his mouth, lights on his shirt and everything like that. And he basically implodes. Or not implodes, from it.
1: the inside out.
0: Well, he starts everything lights on fire. So oh, like third no. third degree burn and everything like that. So uh, they call an ambulance, obviously try to get him out. And they send him on his way, but he dies in the hospital. So, I mean, in his defense, who knew gas was flammable? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Right, right. Okay. I mean, yeah, I didn't I know see, that until yeah. I read this story. Yeah. I had no clue.
0: I had no clue that I guess that's what those big flames on the back of yeah. gas trucks are for. Now right? you
1: know. Yeah, it's a
0: good thing I read <laughs> yeah, this story. Yeah. So believe it or not though, there has been uh, lots of studies done over 20 years on uh, most related fatalities. Most were from uh, gasoline being used as an accelerant, so people dying in house fires oh, okay. or Lighting
1: bonfires.
0: Uh, Yeah, lighting bonfires, uh, doing all that kind of stuff, um, and being burnt alive. Uh, But there was 13%, which, I mean, it's still a fairly high number, but 13% being used for poison. Oh. So,
1: yeah. People killing each other with gasoline?
0: Yeah. I don't don't understand
1: how they didn't, like...
0: Well, I think so. Out of that, I think it did break down, and I, I honestly, I forgot. But I think out of the thirteen percent, it broke down. There was people actually using it, like huffing it oh, to get high and stuff. I think right. that was in there, so they poisoned right. themselves that way. Yeah. But there was still like out of that thirteen percent, there was still like four or five percent that people were using it to putting, murder to murder people. Wow. Yeah, you might have to do a survival story on how somebody survived gas.
1: Yes, <laughs> I just might have to.
0: So that's my stories for yep. our 10th episode, eh? A little explosion, a little gas, yep. a little lit up, eh?
1: Yeah, I think it's
0: a little party.
1: good job. I think we <laughs> had a pretty good 10th episode.
0: Not bad, not bad.
1: Except for now we've got maybe the not so great part of the 10th episode coming up.
0: Uh, first of all, I'm going to do a call of action. Oh, thank call you. of
1: action. <laughs> listen to you go. That's usually me all over you.
0: I don't know. 10th <laughs> <laughs> episode. Whew, <laughs> so thank you for everybody that's listening. Please continue to listen. Um, if you have any more so- stories. So like we keep saying, what like we said last time, they don't have to be these amazing. Your arms are cut off. You've dragged yourself out of a ditch. You know, yeah. if you, if you survive, you know, a, a farming accident or, or something, or just want to, you know, even if you just want to reach out and. and anything whatsoever or if you yeah. heard this story or tell us hey hey we'll check out this story reading
1: your mail on the, yeah on the just, just read it <laughs> out there give you guys a shout <laughs> out
0: and we would like to hear from other people from all over the place so yeah just do that and how can they do that honey
1: at dead or survive podcast at gmail.com
0: still hate it <laughs> 10 episodes in you did that right in the very first one you messed that up on well.
1: me That's a thing that you're just going to have to live with.
0: You can also check us out on Facebook at Dead or Survive um, page, and you can also check us out on Instagram. Uh, Miss Cheryl uploads different pictures all the time on there. She's always on Instagram doing something or other. And I send out tweets, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter and there if anybody wants to. I do uh, go on there occasionally. I'm not real good at it. I'm trying to get better at it, but. Anyways, that is our call to action. And again, thank you. Thank you for everybody that's uh, listening. And uh, yeah, we're halfway to our goal. We wanted to be at a thousand listens by April. So we're actually closing on that very quick.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. It is going And we've got some new exciting stuff coming maybe in the new year we're working on. So make sure you keep tuning in because we might have some... uh, A little bit of merch happening and stuff like that. We're talking to some people. I'm getting some hats and stuff. We're feeling
1: some things out right now.
0: So I will let you know if any of that goes live or what happens with it. And if anybody's interested, we'll uh, tell you how to grab all that stuff. So, anyways, stick around. New year, exciting times, things coming.
1: Yes. Or maybe
0: not. Maybe we'll just crash and burn. This will be our last episode. (laughs) I don't know. Things happen. (laughs) Anyways, are you ready? I am ready. So, how to keep with the theme.
1: The theme of ten.
0: The theme of explosions.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of a good punchline here, and I got nothing. Uh,
0: there was brie everywhere.
1: Oh, debris! Debris! I got it. <laughs> it took me a second, but I got oh, there. <laughs> that one, yes. I where's my gong? <laughs>
0: told you we need one of those things, uh, sorry, I was trying to go with explosions and that was like the best one I could find. And I wanted to get out of the damn Christmas crap and all that stuff. So. Anyways, as always, everybody, we appreciate everybody that uh, listens in, takes the time to listen to us ramble on for 40, 45 minutes. I hope you get a laugh out of it. hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and, and
1: next week we'll have our first listener story. Oh, first listener <laughs> yeah,
0: story. So you're going to want to chime in for that. Yeah. And from Rob Riches, goodbye.
1: And bye.